0: This is the OTP presented by Farm Bureau Health Plans. Healthcare coverage from Farm Bureau Health Plans is like an extra set of pads when you need them the most. They've been protecting Tennesseans since 1947 with Amy Wells. I'm Mike Keith back from the bye. Some of us did not work during the bye, some of us did. Amy Wells did state championship games. Blue Cross Bowl games in Chattanooga. Which games did you do?
1: Let me tell you, I did Tullahoma and Elizabeth. Oh,
0: what a great story, Oh Tullahoma. my gosh,
1: it was the best. It was a good story going into it, if you don't know. Tullahoma hadn't been to a state championship in 100 years. 100 years! Yeah, they'd never won one. They had never, and it was just the greatest thing. Their head coach, John Olive, had been coaching there for like 22 years. He'd been the head coach. And it the game, it was a great game. Golly, it was such a good game. The weather was beautiful. It was a great game. Ends up going into not one, but two overtimes. They get the win. It's the most emotional thing. And then the most epic part of the whole thing was the next day, John Olive announces, mic drop, I'm retired. 15-0, and
0: 0, greatest yep. season in Tullahoma history. John Olive, a legendary coach with over 200 career wins, says... Adios. Enough. Now, he's still going to be the AD at Tullahoma.
1: Yeah, which is great. He's not going away, but, man, those kids love him. The fans sure. love him. The entire town was there.
0: See, I was surprised. I When I was covering high school football in East Tennessee, John Olive was there. Mm-hmm. So, the fact that he's only 63, I would have thought he was a lot older. But uh, good for him to be able to step away from coaching. And, I mean, w- what else can you do? You can't top it. He says that he had decided before the season that he was going out with these seniors. Yeah. And so it all worked out.
1: It was awesome. And then I also had South Pittsburgh and McKenzie, which was another great story. South Pittsburgh's head coach had left after the first, I think, three or four regular season games. They only played one regular season game, then had three canceled with covid Head coach just leaves. He got a different job in the CFL as a defensive coordinator. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, okay. Yeah, but left his kids. So two different guys stepped up, became the head coach, and they had a wild and crazy season, but ended up making it to the state and then came back from a little bit of a deficit. Not too bad, but it was another great game. Came back, won the game, and there wasn't a dry eye in the whole place. How I mean, did It you was lo- great.
0: Sorry to interrupt. How did yeah, you like Chattanooga?
1: Loved it. Oh my gosh, I had not spent a ton of time in Chattanooga. I had driven through there a bunch, and the scenery is beautiful. I had never really spent a lot of time in the area. And you know what, Mike Keith? There is some good food in Mm -hmm. Chattanooga, Tennessee, man. I ate my way through that city, and it was marvelous.
0: We have a tremendous following, the Titans, in Chattanooga because we have had a really loyal relationship with WDEF TV, which is the CBS affiliate, channel 12, and then WGOW Radio AM and FM. They've been with us since the start, so they've carried us back to the Tennessee Oilers, and we went in there a lot, spent a lot of time there, did a lot of big stops with caravans. I used to have a chance to go there and still go there two or three times in the off season. To, to do things with radio or TV or with a friend named Chris Dorch who's going into the Sports Writers Hall of Fame. Boop, he boop. he teaches a class at UTC, and UTC, better known now as just Chattanooga, is a, is a great place to go to school. Cool I, campus. Well, I lived there for four years when I was a kid. We lived there from the start of 1974 to the end of 1977. And so I love Chattanooga, and it is – it was a natural place for us to go and try to really develop a fan base in the early days because it's maybe two hours from downtown Chattanooga to Nissan Stadium, maybe.
1: Yeah. It, I, mean, it's a, I mean, if that. It's
0: an easy drive. I mean, you get up on Sunday morning, you pop to Nissan Stadium for a Titans game, and you're home for supper. Mm-hmm. The other thing, too, is the Falcons are closer. Because it's only 100 miles to Atlanta. Yeah. The Falcons have never really marketed Chattanooga. Stupid. No, not really. (laughs) I mean, so a friend of mine was going to write an article about that in the newspaper down there one time. And I convinced him. I said, don't do that. I said, if we had the people in Atlanta that they do, and Atlanta is one of the 10 biggest markets in the country – you wouldn't market much a hundred miles away. You'd market thirty miles away.
1: Yeah, I see that.
0: And so for us, especially when we started with the size of Nashville, we had to market more regionally. Yeah. So we spent a lot of time in Chattanooga, in Knoxville, in Memphis, in Jackson, in Paducah, yeah. in Bowling Green, in Huntsville, in Birmingham, and everywhere in between because we needed The fan base, you know, because that was the complaint that the NFL had. Is there like, oh, why are you moving from Houston to Nashville? Tennessee's a dinky state. But the thing that the NFL didn't understand is there are 11 million people. This was 25 years ago. There are 11 million people within a three-hour drive. And guess what? As you know now, people will drive.
1: Yeah. Oh, people. I mean, will look drive. how people
0: drove to Chattanooga right. from all over the state for the state championship games. We love football. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Period. Yeah, and people will travel. And now, I mean, it feels like there's 11 million people just in Nashville. Everything has grown so much. But all of those kind of smaller regional places have also grown. Right. And Chattanooga I mean there were tons of people there who were just there for the weekend visiting who didn't know anything about the state championship games that were going on. Going to the aquarium walking around downtown. Warehouse I mean, Row. I spent some time at Warehouse Row. Isn't it nice? Oh my gosh it was great. You told me I should go. You should and go. It, yeah. I did. It was great. But I mean any chance that you get to go and just man I ate breakfast at a place called Syrup and Eggs and I walked out of there 10 pounds heavier. It was so Oh, good. I love a good breakfast. They've done
0: a fantastic job. I think Chattanooga is one of the most underrated places in the country to go spend a weekend.
1: I agree with that. We already have plans to go back and just hang out for a weekend, not working or anything, just kind of chill out, see the sights. There's so many things to do that we didn't have a chance to do. Well, and Nice hotels. I mean, it's a
0: great place for a getaway because it's easy. Mm -hmm. And so that's a, that's a, you know, a really good thing. And so thank you. And we really appreciate you supporting the Blue Cross Bowl championships by working the games. That's an awesome thing for you to do. I didn't do that. I, I got away. and
1: You deserve a break. Well, I
0: got away, and I did a little hiking and a little hanging out and things like that, but not, not much. Watch some football.
1: Of course.
0: Watched a little football and just uh, sort of got my wits back about me as we get ready to start this run. We did get to do one more fun thing. Which was host Mr. Football on Tuesday at Nissan Stadium.
1: Also awesome.
0: Well, that's so special. That was our 15th one. Crazy. And to see the the names up there. And some of the Mr. Footballs have played for us now, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Right. But I think the fact that we hold it at Nissan Stadium, no offense to any other venue where it's been in the past, but I think for the people coming, it's so special that it's at the NFL Stadium. Right. Right. And I'm going to say this. The event staff at Nissan Stadium does an amazing job, whether that's for a Titans game or a concert or they're hosting a a wedding party or, I mean, whatever they're putting on. They are all out, they are first class. And so everybody who was there on Tuesday felt like it was big time. It, it feels big time. And they do, what, 300 events a year or something like that now?
1: Yes, it's crazy. 280. or yeah. I
0: mean, it, it's nuts.
1: It's Yeah, it's right around 300. And the amount of effort and detail that mm-hmm. goes into every single event, something like Mr. Football when you've got so many moving parts and different people. And, I mean, it looks beautiful when you walk in. Everything about it is just, you're 100% right. Every person feels special. You feel like you're at something exclusive and elite. And that is just, it's
0: so cool. I think that's one of the things that's most exciting with the refurbishment of Nissan Stadium and the building of all the things around the East Bank is they want to continue to make Nissan Stadium not just the Titans football stadium, not just the home to the Music City Bowl or the home to Tennessee State. They want to make it where... It's a place that the community uses in lots of different ways for lots of different things.
1: It's a destination. It it is. A destination in more than just you drive in, you go to a game, you get in your car, you drive away. Or get a lift away. You, (laughs) (laughs) You come... You kind of stay in the area you want to. I mean, of course, you can walk to Broadway, but there's so much right in that footprint. And there are some places, uh, I mean, around the country that are kind of historic footprints, legendary footprints that really invest in the whole space around the stadium. And that's what the Titans are creating. And I think it's going to be something that's going to be really special. And it's going to have that Nashville touch to it. Which, I mean, you know people know how to party here in Nashville.
0: But it's already started, I believe. The the foundation has been laid with what that staff at Nissan Stadium is doing by how they put on events and how many people had no idea. We could do our holiday party here. We could do, you know, it's like, and once they find out and they see how special it is, as those folks have more to work with as the venue is refurbished, right. I think it's going to be even better.
1: Oh, absolutely. But
0: it was just cool. The other thing, too, that's like the coolest thing in the world is so the 10 boys win. Mm-hmm. There are 30 boys there with family and friends and all this. 10 boys win. They get taken downstairs, and they're, they're going to get their picture took. That's what we would Get
1: your picture made? They're
0: going to get their picture made. And so they're going to get their picture made as a group, and they're going to do interviews. And then they get taken into the Titans locker room, and they have their own locker with their own Titans jersey, with their number and a personalized Titans jersey. So as you have looked on social media, and as you have seen in every newspaper in the state, that picture of 10 boys holding their trophies in those white Titans jerseys To see those mamas and those daddies in there, and brothers and sisters, and cousins, and coaches, and friends. And I mean, it is just a magical thing. That tops off the moment, and those kids are coming back this week to be the 12th Titan.
1: Absolutely, it's so cool. I cry every year, and everybody laughs I at me. Too.
0: I uh, well,
1: do too. but no one laughs at you, Mike, because it makes la- you well, look sensitive. There are sensitive. other reasons
0: that they laugh at me. <laughs> it
1: makes you look sensitive mm-hmm. and cool. No, but it really. If it was is. my
0: kid, I would.
1: Oh my gosh. I, I mean, I,
0: I would if if my son were if they had his jersey up and his name and yeah, I I totally I don't blame them. I don't. Yeah. I mean, it is. Um, it's I mean, a
1: really cool thing. It's
0: a memory for life. Yes. You are Mr. Football for life. And that's why the guy who really, Bob Hyde is the one, this was our 15th year, and Bob Hyde Kate walked into my office and he said, we've got a chance to do this. We should do it, right? I'm like, "Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. yes this is it. the biggest no-brainer in the history of the world. It It's, it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's easy because everybody loves this, and it's a magical day. And even if you don't win, you're part of it, and you're there. And To watch the boys and their families going around taking pictures in different places in the stadium. Like, come over here, let's get a picture in front of this. or
1: It's their Christmas card for the next five years. Right. Like, it's done. right. And to see them walking around with those trophies, there's always that one guy who won't put it down because he's so excited. If I had been Mr.
0: Football, I'd have slept with my trophy. Yeah. I would have never let it go. I would probably still be holding on to it 30-something years later.
1: You still wear that medal, which is weird. That is
0: weird. (laughs) But a great, great thing and wonderful thing. The other thing, I did do something work-wise, though. Mm. Our friend Brad Willis runs the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame. Yes. And – Brad has really done an amazing job. As a matter of fact, the sponsor of this OTP, Farm Bureau Health Plans, is sponsoring the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame through the end of the year. You can go and tour for free. Oh, so that's you don't cool. have to buy a ticket. So thank you to our friends at Farm Bureau for doing that. Brad has spiffed that place up dramatically. It's amazing. It's fantastic. If you have never been to the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, it's something that you need to do on one of your trips to Nashville. It's really cool. But he's doing a series now through our friends at the Tennessee Lottery where he's letting me interview Tennessee Sports Hall of Famers. And I got to sit down with Eddie George.
1: Oh, that's cool.
0: And have a great conversation, a very frank conversation, about his first year as the head coach at Tennessee State. And it was fascinating. Eddie was totally forthcoming about – what he really enjoyed and what surprised him and the challenges. And it it was very revealing. And and I think people, if you love Eddie George, which everybody listening to this podcast does, everybody listening to the OTP, all of the OTP people love Eddie George. Right. I think you will will get a total kick out of it.
1: That is so cool. I
0: don't know when he's going to put it out.
1: Ah, so stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. Follow Brad Willis on Twitter. Follow the Tennessee uh, Sports Hall of Fame on Twitter. And uh, Brad will have that. He calls it the Tennessee Talk of Fame, presented by the Tennessee Lottery. And the next one is Eddie George. We did one with Blaine Bishop that was really good.
1: That's so cool. And
0: we're going to do – well, it's it's fun for me. Now, the first two have been Titans. The next won't be, I wouldn't think. It'll be other people. But I love that. Yeah. I love to sit down and talk to people about, you know, just – Ask questions about different things. And, 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 I mean, we didn't really talk much about his football career. We did talk about the Hall of Fame and him being a semifinalist. Right. And it's a big deal. And he admits it's a big deal, which I appreciate. Yeah. Because he could have gone, eh.
1: No, but I think something like that is too cool to kind of be too cool about. Does right. that make sense? Sure. It's too cool to be too cool for it.
0: Speaking of running backs, bringing it into the present tense with the Titans, the Titans are signing a running back to their practice squad. Mm. And he's a familiar name. Yes. His name is Jordan Wilkins.
1: That is a familiar name.
0: Jordan Wilkins, a running back from the Indianapolis Colts, who's from Memphis, who played at Ole Miss, and has always played great against the tight.
1: Yeah. I appreciate that John Robinson is making an effort to sign people who play <laughs> who really play well, well against, against us. us. Well, it will
0: be interesting to see where Wilkins fits. He's a he's a 6'1", 220-pound back. He can play special teams, will play special teams, good pass catcher. Maybe he's on the practice squad the rest of the year. Maybe maybe he's more. I mean, Dontrell Hilliard's doing a great job. Deontay Foreman's doing a great job. Jeremy McNichols is back, which is an underrated part of the guys who are returning.
1: Right. He was someone who was really starting to find his groove, find his rhythm and becoming really reliable. So hopefully he's able to find that same pattern pretty quickly and as he gets back in the mix with practice and everything like that. And it's going to be interesting to see how the dynamic between all three of those guys right. changes a little bit and kind of what the i mean—the number of snaps and that kind of stuff looks like. Um, it's going to be interesting to watch, but three solid guys who can all make an impact, that's good for the Tennessee Titans. And now
0: Jordan Wilkins, who does not, you wouldn't think, does not have to play right away so he can get up to speed. Right on the practice squad, and then if you need somebody later, you've got somebody ready, much like what it looks like they're doing with Golden Tate. Which is great. Which, get him in, he doesn't have to play three days after getting here, let's have some people ready to play down the stretch who can A, help if there's an injury, or B, maybe just help because you want to add another piece or part in that way. going to be fascinating to see how they sort of maneuver all of this with some guys coming back. Obviously, the big name is Julio Jones. Yes. They have to elevate him back to the active roster. Right now, he is doing the thing that you do where it is a return to practice. There's a three-week window. You have to make the decision in those three weeks or else he goes on IR permanently and he's done for the year. Doesn't feel like that's the case with Julio Jones right now. Dane Cruikshank working his way back which is a really good thing because you're excited to have him. And Racy McMath, at wide receiver, which is – the Julio Jones thing is intriguing because it's Julio Jones. Jones. But the Racy McMath thing is interesting because he was taking a bigger and bigger role. He's also a really good special teams player.
1: The special teams component is what's so interesting to me. He's Westbrook
0: Akina, only bigger, probably with a little more speed.
1: Yeah, he's a Big dude. I am always surprised by how big he is Mm -hmm. because he's tall. He's thick in a good way. And I mean, you're right. The athleticism and the speed that he has is just, uh, I mean, ridiculous, which again makes him such a big contributor on special teams, not to mention all the stuff that he can do in the offense. And
0: he does not have to play this week. You, again, you're in the window. None of those guys have to be activated this week. You've got time to let them work back in. The other thing you're getting is Rashawn Evans back. Nate Davis back. We mentioned Jeremy McNichols back. Some of the the names that maybe you don't say like Julio Jones, but you're like, oh my goodness. Suddenly, there's some depth. Suddenly, You know, if you get five or six guys back this week, and then you get a few more guys back for Pittsburgh, and then you get a few more guys back for San Francisco, you start to feel pretty good about where you are. Everybody is not coming back this week.
1: No, absolutely not. And I think that was an important thing to remember. We all were so focused on this bye week because man oh man the Titans needed it but you also had to remember that a bye week is not a magic cure for any ailment that any player is having there's timetables for every single injury and everybody's situation was different we know that a lot of guys stayed here got treatment did the work that they needed to do to try and get back to the field which is great but All these things take time, but you're absolutely right. If we can start to get a couple guys back and then a couple more guys back, all of a sudden this looks like a real-life football team again with humans that are able to contribute and some of that depth that we so desperately needed.
0: Watching the offense practice so far this week, it looks like the Titans again.
1: Yeah, which is great.
0: I I mean, it looks – some of it in preparing for New England, you're like, this is like a preseason game. I mean, some of the people, and, and again, not meaning in any way to be insulting, but... Unfamiliar faces. Unfamiliar faces, guys who hadn't been with the team, but just for a few days, having to take major roles. I said it on the radio this week. I said, you know, before the season, we talked about the four horsemen, Tannehill, Henry, Brown, and Jones. Right now, it's been the horse man. <laughs> The single people, horse. Well, people man. are wondering. Well, why is Tannehill struggling?
1: Uh, oh my goodness! If I have to, ugh, I know, but I, but I think
0: you can't. Everybody wants to dig deeper. I don't think it's that deep. I don't think it's that deep either. I, I, I think I mean, if,
1: there's not a mystery to be solved, if you're here. without,
0: you know, back when we didn't have any weapons at other points in Titans history, we didn't score. Yeah, we weren't very good on offense. Yeah, it, it's hard when you don't have separation. And some of the turnovers and mistakes come from the fact that you're not as talented.
1: Everybody wants to solve the mystery and fix the puzzle and, you know, be that analyst that cracks the code. I don't think there's a code to crack here, guys. Everybody has been hurt. And it is hard for a team to play without most of their players. And
0: some of them, I mean, Tannehill, I think, will play better after the bye because he's more healthy. Right. A lot of the offensive linemen, Saffold, LeWan, Jones, Questenberry, they will play better.
1: Because they've been hurt.
0: Because they've been – well, even the guys who've been playing have been dinged Dang. some. And if you were going to make a move, if you're going to say, for example, okay, Roger Saffold, we're going to give you a week off to let your whatever heal. They haven't had that luxury. The Titans, because of depth situations, have not had the luxury to say, you know, we're just gonna, we're just gonna say, you need a week.
1: No one could take a breather because everyone had to be contributing. Right. Because there were other people with serious injuries who could not physically be on the field. But I think
0: Vrabels hit it, and I think he hit it in his Wednesday press availability. He's like, "Look, this is it now." Here we are. This is the season. What's happened before? We're eight and four. We've done this. We've beaten Kansas City. Woohoo! We've lost to Houston and the Jets. Really bad. That's over. You're eight and four. You're in a better position. It's like a track meet where you're running something over one hundred meters. You've gotten an inside lane assignment to run a two hundred or a four hundred or an eight hundred meters, based on the fact that you're eight and four. So right. you're you're in a good position. Yet. All of the stuff that's happened, none of it matters now. It's a series of five one-game seasons to the finish. And whoever plays the best from here is going to be the world champion. Yep. And there's nobody clearly out there that you say you have to dethrone or knock off. It's a race where lots of people, even people who don't have a great lane position, have a chance. Yep. Indianapolis can win the whole thing. Yeah. Now, somebody in the room shaking their head at me.
1: It's not outside the realm of possibility. No, it's a, Do we want it to happen? No. No.
0: But I'm saying, they can win their last five regular season games. They can win it as a wild card. I think there are several teams like that. You know, the Chargers are an interesting team. hmm Yes. Can they get hot? Nobody at this point a year ago thought Tampa was going to win it. Nope. But if you'd ask me, can they, the answer would have been yes. And you, you don't think it's likely, but what they did was unlikely to win out from 7-5 and five to 14-5 and five and end up being the world champions.
1: As a football fan, as an NFL fan, this is fantastic. This is it. I mean, this is – what a time to be alive. This is the last part of the season, December football, and anything could happen.
0: No team in the AFC has less than four losses – for the first time since two thousand two.
1: Awesome. I mean that was we hate year, to lose. But, but that was awesome. the year
0: we were the second seed in the AFC with an eleven and five record after starting one and four. Wow. Well there you go. So I remember that very well.
1: Anything can happen this time of year. And it's so exciting. As a Titans fan, there are very specific things that you want to happen. Sure. And you gotta win your next five. And you've gotta like really focus in week after week. You wanna get people healthy. You wanna really go out, win these division games, win the AFC games, make that a priority, of course. But just as a football fan. Golly, I'm never turning my TV off. There's so much good football to watch. Right. Holy shit. Unless smith. it's and Buffalo and it England. Well, I mean, Buffalo can take a hike. I really need them to do something good for me there. And they just yet again let me down. Ugh.
0: Yeah, it wasn't great.
1: But, I mean, in punishment to them, they had to stand in that nasty weather.
0: How would you like to have been doing sidelines on that game?
1: I would have been really cranky. I would have had a bad attitude. I mean, that was – brutal and i stood was that lisa salters yeah how did she do Nashvilleian
0: lisa salter
1: yeah i mean it it was a good broadcast everyone did a good job but nobody looked like they were enjoying themselves there wasn't a single smile on anybody's faces i mean and i stood in the pouring down rain in that houston game that was not fun but this looked exponentially worse and it's the wind wind makes everything more complicated and that, I mean, that was a monsoon, but with snow and sleet and... Ugh. We played there no. on
0: Christmas Eve in 2006, and the wind was... So, you couldn't throw when you went in one particular direction. Yeah. But when you went in the other direction, you could throw like Dan Marino.
1: Yeah, you could throw it anywhere. Yeah,
0: you'd have like 70-yard field goal attempts and <laughs> punts. and I mean, it was crazy. And we ended up winning the football game 30-29... to 29. And they they had to throw on the last play of the game into the wind and threw it right to our defensive back who was just waiting, you know. Just happened to be there in yes. the He wind was like, Thank it. you. I mean yeah. I mean he had to wait for it. He could have fair caught it. <laughs> but there was no way the receiver was gonna get to it because he had to get in the end zone and the ball made it to maybe the goal line. Wow. Maybe. Yeah. But it was no chance. Man. JP Lossman. Was the quarterback that day?
1: I'll tell you what.
0: Do you remember JP Lossman? I sure don't. You Mike don't?
1: Keith. No, I'm sorry. But I would probably remember weather like
0: that. You would clearly remember weather like that. That at the time was our sixth straight win after starting the season two and seven to get to eight and seven. And had we beaten New England in the regular season finale, we would have gone to the playoffs.
1: Ah, New England. And Thwarted we again. We didn't.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was not great.
1: Yeah, I. Tough times.
0: It was not. It was not the best situation. But here are the Titans, right in the middle of all this, and uh, we're going to go through the rest of practice this week, and you know, see who's able to play against a Jacksonville team that we saw in Week Five. Titans didn't play great in that game, but they played really smart. They took care of the ball, and in every situation, the Titans made the right plays while the opponent didn't.
1: Yeah, they had big moments at the right moment.
0: Right, the goal line stand at the end of the first half. They miss a field goal. Titans go down, kick a field goal, get the ball to start the second half, score a touchdown. Every time there was something that had to happen, it did. The Titans made it happen, and it was it was smart football. I remember walking out of there thinking, this is the formula because it they rushed for 198 yards in that game, so it wasn't like the Titans played great.
1: No. No, I mean, and there are definitely things that you can't let them do that again. And, I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that are going to make this game look a lot different from that Week 5 game. But if the Titans can have the same sort of recipe, as you kind of said, to make the plays that count at the moments that count.
0: And play smart.
1: And play smart.
0: We can do that. The Titans, during the six-game winning streak that started with the Jacksonville game, uh-huh. did not beat themselves. Nope. Nope. A- and their opponents did. And that's where the Titans went from 2-2 two and two to 8-2. and two. And they're hoping this Jacksonville game will be the start of another run by having to play the same way. And I, I think that's a key in this game is the Titans need to win it. But they need to win it with the formula being laid out there once again because they have gotten away, for whatever reason, for opponent situation, we're tired, injuries, throw it out the window. They have gotten away from playing Titan football.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think that's a big point of emphasis from Mike Vrabel is just refocusing everybody in, let's get everything back on track, we've got five games here, focus in on what we need to do, and let's ride.
0: Yeah, let's ride, undoubtedly. The OTP is presented by our friends at Farm Bureau Health Plans. We thank them for all they do for us and for our, our friends at the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame, as a matter of fact. And hopefully you'll go by and, and take a tour of the Tennessee Sports Hall of Fame and see our friend Brad Willis, and hopefully he'll let us know when he's going to run that Eddie George interview.
1: Yeah, and we'll pass it along. We'll
0: pass Thanks. that along.
1: Eddie George is pretty cool. He's
0: pretty cool For Amy Wells, I'm Mike Keith, thanking the OT people for listening to the OT people. Welcome to
1: Where the legends go, everybody knows it's our house Fighting for Tennessee, making history Greatness is meant to be ours now
0: Hey, we got Titan blood running through our veins